Appreciated, but at the same time, like, wasn't that great compared to other Nintendo consoles. So, Ugh. B minus, B B B minus, C C plus. Wait, first of all, no, 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 no. There's there's no plus and minuses. Okay, then then C. You would give it a C. Okay. What about the GameCube? I think GameCube's got to be A. Okay. Alright, that's that's about it. Okay. Well, <laughs> wait, what, what would you rate them? I mean, I, w- I would honestly probably put the um, the GameCube at an S. But it, the Wii yeah. U, the Wii U, I would put at a B. And the, the just, just for, yeah, um, the Wii a d see but my thing the reason why i'm asking all this is because i thought i personally was thinking i feel like more people that had the wii u if you ask the majority of people that had a wii u they would rate it higher on an s to f ranking than the wii yeah i would say that no matter what you in my opinion whatever you grade you want to give it you would grade the wii u higher now yeah, if, you're if, tra- you, if, if you if had if you're, tra- tra- if you're talking virtual that- console if if you're including virtual console i'd bump my rating up but if you're talking just wii u games what do you mean like if you look at the just the wii u games it's it's good it's better than wii and it's better than a lot of people think but if you include all like the the many many virtual console like you could download Wii games, you could download Turbo Graphics 16, Game Gear, uh, DS, Game Boy Advance, all this stuff. If you take into that whole picture, like the uh, Wii Wii U is an amazing console from a historical standpoint. Well, okay, yeah, be yeah, all right, yeah. That, I mean, <laughs> I don't think that's really that fair though. Right, right, that's what I'm thinking. Like, you, you, we really on this comparing to other consoles, we should base it just off the the actual Wii U games compared to just Wii games compared to right. just GameCube. I just, I just think it's funny that the Wii U is is like touted as this gigantic waste of money and just terrible everything for the most part. But yet, I find it very. I would much rather play my Wii U than my Wii, 100 percent of the time. It's, I think it's just kind of a joke. It's just a kind of ongoing joke in the industry. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Because I think that there's some fantastic games on that. And that's my thing. I feel like it's more you need to have... You need to have experienced it. Everybody that doesn't like it never really played it. But then again, I guess you could also argue that the people that did have it never really played it. <laughs> but whatever. I mean... It's fine. Also, what is progressive scan? Like, I 
what it is. I get what it is. But was this like a TV feature or? Yeah. Okay, so it was only by TVs. So like, yeah, a normal TV most likely did not have it. Right back in the early 2000s. Okay, so just it's like H, kind of like HDR now. A lot of TVs just don't have it, and okay, huh? See, because I I remember the I know you don't remember this conversation, but I remember uh seeing the back of the Twin Snakes box, the Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes box, and it having the logo for Progressive Scan, and I remember calling you. <laughs> And I was like, Luke, what's progressive skating? You go, oh, it's a TV thing. I was like, but how do I do it? And you were like, I don't know, dude. And I think that was where the conversation ended, which is fine. But that, yeah. Hmm. All right. That's it like, yeah, it like smoothed out the image or something. Yeah, I just I, I just remember being I, like nowadays I would have been like, I want that. But I didn't understand like like if, if progressive scan was a thing now. I would actively find a TV that had progressive scan. Right. So I just I assume that what 12 year old my 12 year old self over here would have maybe 12 um, would have also bought a TV with progressive scan. I don't know why my thought process on that. It's just I, I feel like I would have known about it. But and I know nothing about it. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, hello and welcome to Codec Call, Z-Targeting's gaming podcast, which you can subscribe to on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. All all your favorite platforms. Um, it's our gaming podcast under the Z-Targeting umbrella. Um, you can also check out CPU, Computer Podcast Utility, to uh, hear our thoughts on computer hardware, tech, etc. Uh, we'll be talking about... Uh, nvidia's new graphics cards here coming up shortly as well so check that out too um i'm luke tonight i'm joined by dakota what's going on man what is happening exactly you, you see you thought i was gonna say up but i didn't subverting the expectations i like it just like sony pop, pop, pop. <laughs> all right well dakota i got two questions for you what are you drinking what are you playing um did we ever get shipyard together? We might have, but I don't recall. Pump the shipyard pumpkinhead, shipyard brewing pumpkinhead. I feel like we we got that like a, when I visited a few years ago. Huh. But not like on the recent ones. But that I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm letting you know right now. I've I've had a long thought on this. A long thought. I a long thought and (laughs) i've always said that um pumpkin spice from dogfish head was my favorite like october pumpkin ale sort of a thing uh i think shipyard's got it i every single year i i get a pack of this every single year and i every time i'm like god this is delicious i think this may be better than uh pumpkin ale fair enough and the reason why i'm saying this is if you can find it and if you've never had it you need to get it because and i don't even think that you like pumpkin that much i mean i like pumpkin 
Um, and I, I enjoy pumpkin beers, but I, the novelty's kind of worn off and I, I always just rather go for something else. But it's like, if it's, if I, if I, if I would always go for like an IPA or something and then I'd go pumpkin in the fall and I'd always yeah. pick a pumpkin before like a, like a Trulies or something. If, if it was like some kind of, if they were out of everything <laughs> except pumpkin and, and Trulies, I'd pick a pumpkin. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, about White Claws. Yeah, like above White Claws, above Oh, Bush okay. <laughs> now, if it was Miller High Life, I'm, I'd have to debate that one pretty heavy. I'm not sure. I can't tell if that's joking or serious. Dead serious. Now, okay. I'm, 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 Miller Life's not a great tasting beer, but I like it. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> Can we stay on the pumpkin, though? Uh... I think that you need to try this. Is where we're getting at. Okay. Um, it's delicious. Find it at your local grocery retailer. I have to. Hopefully, they say where they distribute it. Or I that's that, that's the one thing that I'm worried about. Um, I'm not quite sure where it's because this says Rochester, New York. However, I could have sworn I saw something that said Maine. Like Portland, Maine. I think maybe on the carton. I mean, on the carrier, it says Pumpkin, Maine. I mean, Pumpkin, Maine. Um, Portland, Maine. I think. But whatever. So I've always felt like they were a smaller brewery that it would be hard to find theirs, their stuff. But I, I mean, I know. Virginia is kind of common. I'm pretty sure I found it. Found it in. Um, well, I found it here. I know I found it in Ohio as well. So I. F- feel like you should be able to like almost anywhere but it's not to mention their their label pretty damn awesome just saying so Got a lot uh, of good label yeah it's a uh, paul revere with a pumpkin head um yeah here for you uh so games i've been playing dead cells dude dead cells nice great yeah, I've been playing on the Switch. Uh, I had a run, pretty good one if I do say so myself. I got like two bosses in, <laughs> which is farther than I've ever made it before. And um, it was like a 45 minute, maybe an hour run, right. which in Dead Cells I find as an accomplishment because I never got past the first. I, I got past the first boss and then immediately died, like plenty of times. But to get through the first boss and through the second boss all in one run is a pretty big jump for me in my opinion um in light of i mean along with dead cells i've also been playing risk of rain too because it's awesome um you and i played that uh got to the boss yeah Got to the boss and died. Uh, uh, yeah, but, that guy, I, we, I got to watch like some videos on his attacks or something. Because like, there's that one attack he does that just <laughs> knocked me out instantly. <laughs> yes, that one. You, know, we just, we, you need to just know that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we played No Man's Sky. I had a run in Risk of Rain, but I can't. I think, I think I accidentally started it over. Like I did the the run through the entire world again, and got my ass handed to me. So yeah. Uh, 
and then because I spoke about it with a with a buddy at work, Resident Evil Four. I've been playing on the on the PC with my mm-hmm. Elite Two controller. How how does that look on PC? I mean, I think it looks great. You there's, I mean, it looks great for uh, a GameCube era game. You know, right. being up uh, like it, it's it's probably not like great texture like it's the same textures but like it does it upscale the resolution and it just like looks really clear uh yeah i i don't know what this i don't know what this indicates but on my 860 it was going at like it was it was going between it was dropping down from 55 it was 60 to 55 like in that range frames per second i mean okay um, yeah, but I don't know. It it was really weird because I was having some, a lot of issues on my. I tried to play it on the computer that I'm sitting in front of now, which is my HP. I was uh I tried to play it on there, which doesn't have a dedicated dedicated graphics card, but it does have a uh, um Vega graphics built into the chip onboard graphics, so. I thought it would be fine to handle it, but that thing, it's like 15 frames per second. I don't understand what's going on with it. So, yeah, that was annoying. But, yeah, I've been playing uh, Resident Evil 4. Me and a buddy at work, we were like, he mentioned something. I was like, dude, I think I could quote that entire game. That's how many times I played it. We were so into that game whenever it came out. So, I I thought... yeah. Oh, I know how we got there. Because I'd made a comment, or somebody made a comment about, like, what you buying? And I was <laughs> like, oh, hey, I love that guy. But um, and I, then I just started spitting facts. Because, like, I told him how there's one shopkeeper in the entire game that is actually infected. And, um, like, he was like, what? What are you talking about? I was like, dude, I could tell you so much about this game. <laughs> You could, if you put the grenade in your first slot and switch to it every time, you can drop your play time by like hours because you move faster with a grenade than you do a gun in your hand. And their minds were blown. Well, I mean, whenever you told me, I don't know if you realize that, but you're the one that told me that. Uh, my mind was blown. I was like, what? You mean you can move faster without having a gun? Who would that's do dope. that? That's dope. And I, I've been meaning I want to I want to replay that game at some point myself, but it's hard though, like control wise. Yeah, and, I bet. But I try to like they give you a decent amount of options for it, so I think that I just need to spend more time with it and get you know the repetition down. But god dang, that's a good game. Uh, dope good selection good good uh group of games um so myself um i'm drinking a sierra nevada hot bullet double ipa because uh costco had like a four pack or a, it was a, a a 24 pack that had four six packs of different sierra nevada uh beers and mm-hmm. this was yeah this i've was seen only, that it's a pretty good deal actually um so that's what i'm drinking typical ipa stuff sticking stick it to my lane um in terms of what i've been playing shoot what have i been playing um so for reasons we'll get to in a second 
uh, I've started replaying Final Fantasy 15. Uh, felt that Final Fantasy 15 was underappreciated compared to other Final Fantasies, but it is it is very different, very different game. But I personally enjoyed it the first time I played it. But uh, my first playthrough was on PS4, the base console, so not did not run very smooth on the base console. So um, been replaying uh, Final Fantasy 15 on PC actually, where it isn't. It's a pretty graphic intensive game, so it it, it isn't super optimized. You do need a decent rig to to play it. But um, that's the car one, right? Yeah, the car one. Um, so I, I wanted to re- replay that to play it at, at like a nice frame rate on, you know, on uh, Xbox One X with mm-hmm. the uh, update. It you can run the performance mode pretty well or on PC. And then I never played the um, the expansion episodes, and uh, I, I got like the season pass on sale at some point on Steam. So I want to check out the um, the other episodes too. So started that up again. Felt compelled for. For reasons we'll talk about in a second. Um, oh, but, uh, okay, I follow. Um, I just started yesterday replaying Super Mario 3D All Stars, which we'll we'll dig into that later too. Wait, what? How? What? You've been replaying Super Mario or, or not re- game? I've been replaying Super Mario Sunshine. There we go. Okay. Um. Now it's a game that often gets hate on, and replaying it now for the first time in 13 years, I would say that I don't I don't get why it's hated on so much. Um, there have been some annoying like annoying cleanup missions because you have like the slime everywhere, the goop, and you gotta clean it up. And it, if there's areas that you just literally just have to spray repeatedly, yeah, that gets old. Um, and there there's some areas that are annoying and um the reason is do do you remember back in the day like 3d 3d like platformers or third person games you could really tell that you were only moving in in the eight directions like up down left right in the diagonals it didn't feel like a totally seamless 3d movement right i feel like this last gen is when that really got perfected that it, it felt like you were moving in any direction right so with this you can really tell it's based on eight eight direction movement so there's some very fine platforming sections actually quite a few you know like climbing up on on scaffolding or like the the retro style levels you need very precise platforming skill to get through and just based on how controls were set up back in the day like i've had to redo a lot of those just because it's it's just one degree off because I, i was just not to the left enough or whatever, making a jump um, j- just based on how you got to aim it because the the movement is just slightly different. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that wouldn't have been noticeable when the game was initially released because that's how stuff was back then. But I, I am 30 stars in or so now. I'm playing that a lot last night and this morning. And uh, I don't know. I really dig it. But 30, I, How many stars are in there? 120. Okay. But I mean, the the beating the game's easy. You know, they get much harder as the game goes on. Yeah, wasn't it? Um, wasn't that? I didn't play it. I've uh, outside of a 
kiosk in Walmart. I don't think I've ever played it, honestly. But um, is wasn't that one known for having like not very many, or or being was, really short? I mean, um, it might be considered short, but like if you just went from beginning to end, mm-hmm. but it, it uh, that has 120 shines. Mario 64 has 120 stars. Mario Galaxy is 120, whatever the Mario thing is. Mario Odyssey has. Yeah, but that broke the mold of having <laughs> millions of an endless supply of power moons. Now, uh, one reason I suspect the game is hated on is because it's like kind of a real life like environment. There's no humans in it like there are in New Donk City and Mario Odyssey, but it's like it's like buildings and towns and, you know, mm-hmm. People at like stands selling fruit and stuff. It's like. Did you know that there were supposed to be um, humans in it? Isn't that doesn't. That su- I didn't know that, but that doesn't surprise me because it yeah. just looks like it. Because I, I guess, guess there's the, uh, there's a kid in the game still. Like they didn't take a kid out, and you have to like rescue the kid or something like that. That is a human in the game. I'm just letting you know. Hmm. But. <laughs> Anyway, like the environment is much less fantastical than other Mario games. Like it's actually grounded and it looks like it, it could be real life in, in some way. So that's kind of weird, but I don't know. I played it back in the day, so I still I have nostalgia for it. So that probably clouds mm-hmm. clouds my judgment. But anyway, probably. they also have um, Mario speak in it too. Like with actual like no, not Mario, or does he? Uh, he, no, he just does like the ad libs. Oh, well, the but, but other people are speaking, so that's yeah, kind of interesting. Peach, Peach speaks. I know yeah. that because she yeah. says at least objection. I do remember that. Probably more, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's. Oh like my that. god, that's also. I don't know if we can get into uh, spoilers here. I know why it's hated on. Can we get into spoilers? Yeah. I know what it's hated on. It's because it's the first time that um, Bowser Jr. makes an appearance and thinks that Peach is his mom. That is the oh, first yeah. part. There we go. <laughs> I, yeah. I've, I've actually watched a lot. Of <laughs> like lore videos? <laughs> well, it's, about just the... because, it's just because on Giant Bomb, whenever Dan was obsessed, they did a playthrough of it, and like all this shit happened. And I was like, what the? This is why this game's hated. Not to do with any of the, like, controls or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's I recommend it. A good game. Um, I, I mean, not as good as Od- or Odyssey Galaxy or 64, but still good. God, Odyssey. I need to replay that. Uh, yeah, I want to replay that one, too. I, I want to replay everything. It's never going to happen, though. <laughs> One of these days we're just going to stop buying new and just realize that we don't, like, we have so many other games. I always tell myself this. Every time I buy a new game, I'm like, I this is the time. I just need to start playing the games that I have and haven't beat and beat them all and blah, blah, blah. But I always end up coming back. I really want to do that, too. But the new consoles this fall are going to make that hard, I think. Yeah, well, I'm not for, for, for the time being. Um also been playing a little bit of GTA 4 actually. Um, I oh. uh, out of curiosity fired that up. So I owned it on 360. It, does it have multiplayer? Wait, 
Grand Theft Auto. Wait, what did you say? Four. Four. Oh, okay. I mean, but we should also play. We should also play five multiplayer. Um, because so I I finished five on PS3 back in the day, and I have not right now, but over time I've been replaying that on PC. I really enjoy five. I think it's um a great game, and it it kind of brings the series into like modern control scheme and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, never really checked out online, but I'd be down to check that out sometime. And especially, I mean, you just really end up dying a lot. Yeah, it's like Dark Souls. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but so four, I got on 360 back in high school uh, when I had a 360, and I never made it. Maybe like made it 30 percent, maybe 50 percent through the story on that game. But um, I don't know. I th- I think like the for some reason it just didn't click with me. And I never finished it. And I and um, now having more, more appreciation for the series and for Rockstar stuff, like I, I wanted to go back and check that out. Mm-hmm. So I fired it up on Xbox One X, and unfortunately, it's like rendering in 720p or maybe lower, uh, the same way that it was back in the day. And it it is tough to play, honestly. It just looks so washed out, unfortunately. But that's the nature of of the 360 so yeah. been playing so restarted it on on pc and then maybe like 10 missions in or so um and i don't know it's a good game i think um mm. it's it's like an in-between in-between like the the ps2 ones it, there's some noticeable like jankiness to the controls and how the game f- like feels um and then this is like pr- somewhat updated but it's still a little bit iffy but but still fine um and it's just cool to see like the the new york city vibe versus the la vibe and gta 5 and mm-hmm. you know they do a great job world building and stuff like that um so not too far into there but the main thing i've been playing is actually replaying hollow knight so i know we talked about that slightly and uh yeah and that just motivated me to restart that and um check it out again because the first time i played it like it, the the summer that came out on switch once once that released like that was all i played until i finished it um and it's just one of those things where I, I played through it so fast like hell i don't remember you know a lot of the game um just because i just steamrolled right through it so i wanted to check it out again i've actually been playing that on xbox one um and i will say I played it initially on Switch, but I, it's and it's a great Switch game, portable game, but it's very difficult and very precise. Mm-hmm. So it is really nice to play. I mean, on TV or monitor, I'm playing on a monitor. It's what I have my Xbox hooked up to. But playing on a monitor with a normal controller versus Joy-Con, uh, the game is much more playable. Like there's <laughs> there are bosses and sections that I'm like finishing on the first or second try versus. Um, uh, just being stuck on for hours on Switch. Um, and then the Xbox version does run very smooth. I believe it's 60 frames. Um, mm-hmm. If you play on PC, you can up that to 120. And it is noticeably different, but um, I actually, I, I made it like five hours onto the Xbox One. Then out of curiosity, hopped into the, my old PC copy. And I was like, yeah, this does look a little bit smoother, but I don't want to re-replay it now. Right. So I'm still going through on Xbox. Uh it's a great game. Fantastic game. Um, my intention is to 100% it because I got like 
I think 85% through the game and all the, and all the expansions. I, I, I finished it, got almost all of the unlockables in the base game, but then I was like 80% through the expansions, which are, which are all free by the way. Um, pretty great deal. So my goal here is to, to finish everything in the game because it's, it's fantastic. And I want to, I want to see all that has to offer. So right. yeah, I was very late to prepping this episode actually, because I just finished uh, one area and was uh, taking too long on that. You're a terrible person. Yeah, yeah. I need to probably keep playing that. Would you say that it's easier or harder than Celeste? Let's say. Just curious. I, uh, I, I honestly would say that they're even. Really? Then Celeste. Jeez. Well, n- now here's the. I'm skewed because I've actually played both of those on Switch, and they're both very precise, and Joy-Con are not great controllers for playing precisely. But there are some, like, the later bosses in Hollow Knight are, it's, it, I, I would say they're up there with some of the toughest, like, platforming challenges in the main, the, the, the main Celeste levels. I didn't play the crazy extra levels. Mm. So it, it is tough, but it's it's like Dark Souls. You have to like get the patterns down get the the tells and cues down and um get your right gear set up and everything like that yeah that uh, i'm just trying to judge like the difficulty of it but because i need to i need to continue playing that you talked about it enough damn it's i i would say it's easier than dark souls and it's like it doesn't have all the weird complex systems and like classes and whatever that dark souls has right um, so, so it's somewhat I mean, but of a you say this as a person you say this to a person that hasn't beaten dark souls so but you've beaten bloodborns and, and platinum oh. it like four times or something that was only the once and i want to again though god dang but i would say give hollow knight a shot and like reference the internet when you get stuck because there are some things that are incredibly hard to figure out mm-hmm. um like don't don't it, I wouldn't use a guide like that takes away a lot of the, the value um, and like the, the joy of discovering something. Mm. But if you get to like, I, I had to look up an answer when there was something I just could not figure out. So I don't mean, be afraid to do that. But I, I yeah, because I've been, I really want to get um, Spelunky too. Whenever it comes uh, to the PC, I really want to get that. And it's I feel like yeah it's they're not exactly the same but yeah that's gonna like give me a taste of that as well and I have Hollow Knight so I could play that for a little bit but yeah Splunky yeah, two definitely uh, on my cop list too yeah I I I've I've always wanted to play the first one I just never got around to actually doing it or getting it um. But yeah, that's looks like my jam. So um, I believe that is what we've been playing and are drinking right now. So let's get into the news because there has been a lot of stuff over the past month or so since our last episode. And um, I mean, to kick it all off, I think we're we're right here on the cusp of next gen. You know, it's been a long wait. Um, news has been trickling out slowly over the last year or two. And um, I certainly thought we would have known the console, you know, the the looks, the launch lineup, the price, the date, 
much, much earlier than we did this gen, but it's been a very interesting generational shift. You know, everybody compares it to last gen where Sony had the PS4 meeting in February, Microsoft had a May event, and then big blowout was at E3. And at E3, we basically knew everything, right? Mm -hmm. And it was pre-orders went up in June. Um, I remember all of us in college were were pre-ordering our PS4s or Xboxes, respectively, right away after E3. And it was a long six-month wait um, for the new consoles to come out at that time. So this has been much more drawn out, much later reveals of information. And uh, Microsoft and Sony just... uh, having this like wild standoff where no one was going to say anything at all. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Cause Microsoft totally got blown out last gen by yeah. announcing $500 for a less power, powerful console. And then Sony immediately coming around and saying 400. And then that pretty much set the tone of the generation. Um, so neither of them wanted to get screwed over and they were pushing it to the very last, last minute. Um, yeah. But, it- it's it's weird that they just uh, it was just a standoff and like like you said and I feel like just because they didn't either one none of them wanted to like be the first one to blank it's almost like we missed out on like two months maybe of information that we could have been getting this whole time yeah but it yeah because I I understand but still. We know so little, and I'll get into this. We'll, we'll get into this later. We know so little about like the PlayStation user experience, and Xbox looks like it's basically just going to be the exact same, yeah. which is kind of underwhelming. But we don't know what PS5 interface is going to look like. We know a decent amount about like Xbox's backwards compatibility and and updates to last gen. Sony says that there's going to be PS4 compatibility, and it some games may be enhanced but we really don't know any details on that and that's something you know i'm pretty interested in as somebody that has a decent sized library from this gen i'm hoping that one or both of these consoles allows you to have those games enhanced with better resolution or frame rate right um but we don't really know that um yeah uh, there's there's so much that's still unknown that it's like what kind of apps are going to be there at launch. I'm, I'm assuming your Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff, HBO Max will all be there, but mm-hmm. we don't know. Like they've been dead silent. And part of it, I think, well, obviously one with, with the current global situation, but two, I think both, both companies want to move to more of an iPhone, you know, release reveal cadence where, uh, you know, it's like a month from, reveal to release which is the, is the way it is for like a bunch of other stuff in the tech industry but gaming has traditionally yeah. been much farther ahead yeah but i don't i don't know i don't know if i prefer that or not like i do, i do kind of like it with like bethesda and stuff that they've kind of had this mantra of being what we show will be released this year or what have you i guess except in the case of what starfield uh, the new Elder Scrolls, and didn't they announce something else that was supposed to come, but is like not even being started yet? I don't, I, know. It I don't recall, but they definitely yeah. backed down on that claim. I mean, yeah, they definitely backed down, but they did have that. That was like their thing. What, maybe even two years ago, a year ago? It was like 2017 or so. 
Yeah, like it that was their thing. Like that's what uh Pete Hines like talked about twenty four seven. Keep in mind all the games are that we show will be coming out this year. It's like okay, we got it. But um then Andrew WK walks out. But uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they uh I don't know. I, I don't know if I prefer that or if I want it to stay traditionally a rather long cycle, you know, where, like, you hear one thing and but until you hear the next. I mean, I don't, like, I don't think it makes sense for it to be as tight as, as like, a phone thing where it's, like, it's announced I, yeah, out of the blue. I feel like there's so many moving parts that you have to almost have a, uh, it, it has to be, like, dramatic and and you know like you have to have more time because yeah. for like for a console you have you have you you should showcase like hardware you should showcase software you should uh showcase um first party games third party games um price looks controller like you have, there's so many aspects to it that allow it to that it, it requires it to be a much longer cycle between the time that you hear about the console and then the time that you actually can pre-order no price for example and it's like i guess with phones it's basically the same kind of device but slightly better and everybody needs one so you may not need to get it this year but you might need it in a year or two so it's like it's i guess it's more confirmed that people are going to be buying them where you don't need Right, like uh, uh, a console for for business or your personal interactions or whatever. It, obviously, a lot of people like them, but it's not like as necessary as a phone. Right. So anyway, um, now at this point, we know the dates, we know the prices, uh, so we will get into to that news. So Xbox ended up going first, and this was by not, accident, <laughs> by accident or by planned leak, depending on who you ask. Okay, what do you, I'm asking you. Uh, I'm now out of the camp that it was a planned leak, which I will okay. get into the reasons. So it was like the Sunday night of Labor Day weekend, I believe it was. Um, an image went out showing the Xbox Series S, the smaller console, with a $299 price tag and a November 10th launch date. It was some like image from like a commercial or something that showed the console, showed the name, date, and the price. Um, now this console was heavily rumored for a long time. Um, insiders said that Microsoft was working on two consoles, you know, over a year ago, maybe even two years ago. Um, so it's been known, but this image was hard to dispute as fake. So that image came out, everybody reported on it. Microsoft confirmed it in a tweet at like midnight that (laughs) night. Um, so yeah, midnight on a Sunday, that's when next gen started. Um, those are now, the best sort of tweets, by the way, like that's the right <laughs> way to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can't, you're not able to like dispel it. So you, you yeah. just might, it'll say, yep. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly what, uh, Google did with the pixel four. If you didn't know there was a leaked image of it and they said, all right, we'll just make it official and then <laughs> posted more shots. Yeah. So the interesting thing is. The, that initial leak had an article or like somebody wrote an article saying they heard this info and they heard the Series X was launching the same day at five nine or four ninety nine. The image only showed the Series S stuff and then Microsoft confirmed the Series S stuff. So I initially was like, oh, this is totally a planned leak because Microsoft's going to put out this leak info 
confirm the cheaper console and then hope that's going to push Sony to announce their stuff. So mm-hmm. then if Sony is lower than them on Series X, they could adjust the price. That would have been a brilliant move. But I don't think that's what happened because then the, like the next day, they also announced the Series X date and price of 499 in the same day on November 10th. Right. So that's why I think it, it was actually um, a leak. And, and the thing is, you know, it's been so long or I mean, or like, like we've been talking about, we haven't got this info for so long into the year and this stuff's going to start rolling out to retailers. People are going to know when they have to get their games ready, when they have to get their orders and shipments and displays ready for stores. It's like at this point, it was going to be impossible for it to not leak out, honestly, because we're getting so close to the release less yeah. than two months now, you know? Um, so that's pretty much it um, from the Microsoft front basically just laid out the dates and prices via tweets Um, I think that was pretty much their only announcements right yeah pretty much I mean they yeah pretty much there's nothing else really yeah so Sony then um, announced they would be doing a showcase the the following week after, after that announcement um, which took place this past week. Um, so digging into the games that were shown. No, we off. can't just gloss over this. I got to still say okay. it. Okay. It really annoys me that they had to have a showcase just to basically say they, they didn't do that. They There was more things to show. I know that. But they were you knew that they were pretty much only going to talk about price and release date. And that's even the release date part was a maybe, most likely, but it was still a maybe at the time. Like, did you have to post post a YouTube video to say what that stuff was? Like, I, I feel like it was just overly dramatic. You could have just taken a screenshot and called it a day. Like, it's the it annoys me that they're like, I don't know, I feel like it's almost like high on their horse. And they want to have like this showmanship just to show a price and a release date okay so one i think there's a lot of really cool trailers in this yeah. thing so that was cool to see and then right t- two this is that's how it was done like for forever before I so mean, i think th- they were wanting to make the launch seem as normal as possible where mm-hmm. microsoft has been like oh the world's changing so we're gonna be very very open and just share this with you with articles and stuff where sony's still trying to do things the way they were before. I don't. I don't think any other console has done that. Had had like a trailer thing, unless it was like at E3, obviously. Yeah, I mean, wasn't that was how? Didn't Switch have like a no a press see, conference every other one, and then every other one was basically at an E3 conference. This is, but this was no. Uh, I don't know. I view this as a little bit different because. Like for instance, the Switch had their thing, and no, the Switch the Switch had a video, but it just dropped randomly. It was just like just dropped, and that's how they introduced it. And then um, don't tell me, don't ask me how I know that, but I I know that for a fact. And then um, but the price and date was at like a press conference. Right, January. were they right? I don't know. I feel like okay. This is my thing. The thing that bothers me 
I think the best thing that the way to the best way to explain this is to say that what they did was they had a showcase where they just showed off what it looked like. Then they had an announcement for another announcement to show the video. I mean, not to they announced that they were going to show the video. You know what I mean? Like post a YouTube clip of it that was 40 minutes long. I mean, it had the um, it had a lot of good games. Don't get me wrong, but all you really needed to do was say the price and the release date. That the it was just a lot of showmen for that. But I mean, I don't think I would have. I mean, I'm still excited for it, but I wouldn't have been excited if I hadn't seen all this stuff beforehand. Like the same. Okay. You yeah. Know, right, I guess right before. All right. I guess it was valid, but I don't know. I I just. Because the like thing the is, cash. Xbox has like zero launch titles, like zero Microsoft launch titles, right? right? So the new console is exciting, and we, I mean, I think we should get into after talking about the showcase, like our feelings on each thing. But it's to me, the Series S is like or X is less exciting because there's zero launch titles, and the consoles are both pretty comparable, and at least Sony has two pretty exciting launch titles. So like seeing both of those right before. Right. The pre-orders. It's like, I don't know. Oh they, shit! You know. Give me bug snacks, man. That's all I care about. Oh yeah, they didn't. Well, spoiler alert: they didn't show any bug snacks this conference. Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> we haven't gotten into it yet. Okay, okay. go ahead. <laughs> so started off with Final Fantasy 16. This was rumored for the last few months that uh, Sony secured exclusive rights to Final Fantasy 16. Um, I thought it made sense based on the, you know, how long it's been since 15. But I was like. Man, Square has been kind of iffy lately, so I'm like, I don't think they'd have this game ready yet. But very surprised to see a rather robust trailer. It wasn't just a you know a short CG clip and then the logo. It actually showed you know characters and battles and gameplay and clips of the story. I don't really know what it's about, but you see these interactions between characters and stuff like that. Um, so the art style looks very similar to Final Fantasy XIV. And maybe they actually took some assets from 14 to to speed along development, but yeah. um, and it's actually uh the director who turned around Final Fantasy 14, you know, it was the original game that was trash, and then they totally rebooted it and was super successful. The guy that did that is the one working on 16. Um, the gameplay looks very similar to 15 and 7 remake, which I'm I'm a fan of. Um, but the art style is is you know classic fantasy, and I, you know I thought when I played 15 that this would be the next logical step. Um, you know 15's got like this wildly different gameplay, but it feels like you feel small versus these massive bosses and massive monsters in this huge castle and stuff like that. That was a really cool feeling, you know, um, as like a human versus a giant golem or whatever. And my thought was bring this back to the classic fantasy setting, and like that's gonna that's really going to get people, you know, 15 was so different in the setting and the environment and characters. I think that's why people got turned off, but if they brought it back to fantasy, um, but it felt like this, that would be amazing. And I didn't think square would actually do that because they always seem to do something that doesn't make sense. Um, but they actually did. So I'm honestly, I'm super stoked for this game. Um, and it was, I don't know. I, I was so hyped right away. That's what they opened with. Um, it was what I wanted from the next Final Fantasy game. 
the graphics weren't like crazy advanced, but um, like it, it was noticeably like more towards this gen maybe. But I don't know. It, I thought it looked great. Um, yeah, that it definitely looked great. I mean, I don't really care as a not big Final Fantasy person, but it really looks great. So that's honestly up in terms of the announced next gen games that's that's up there for me in terms of excitement like games i'm most excited for um next we saw hogwarts legacy so this was actually leaked like a long time ago like two years ago uh like a third person harry potter style action game um i thought this looked really good too Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, but how long have they been talking about this about the hogwarts thing like so a screen it was 2018. I think I heard on another podcast. Mm. The first screenshot got leaked in 2018, and then they've been dead silent since. Um, but like everybody knew that, like the stuff looked, it looked like a real game. It wasn't, you know, there was something right. in the works. We knew it, it was Avalanche Studio, I believe, is the one working on it. Like that, somebody disclosed that. Um, but then yeah, radio silence since. Like WB's been weird too. Like we've known about this game for a long time. Um, they announced Arkham Knight or Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad like so is so late after like all these initial leaks on those games, things like that. Yeah. But um, I mean, I would say the game looks far along, looked great, Dang. showed gameplay, etc. Is WB actually like killing it? Uh, I'm yeah, I think they're I, they're taking a long time, but I think they got good games coming out. Yeah, but it's like they timed it. So, okay, it's whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so next up, we got another clip of Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, I, I thought it was a very good gameplay demonstration. Um, like, you're you're fighting off some new gang, and you're on a bridge, and the bridge blows up, and you have to, like, swing around and, like, save people on the bridge or whatever. Um, but it all seemed, like, fairly, like, real-time gameplay. Like, it, it was happening... It, and it's not, I know it's not entirely organically, but it, it looked very, very organic. You know, it didn't look like a, mm-hmm. like a scripted thing. Um, so I thought it was a very good demonstration. Got me hyped for that game uh, to get back into the world of Spider-Man. Um, yeah, but quick time events. Kinda. I don't know if you'd count them as quick time events. I guess yeah, it's more your, just... Your little, your little button mash things and stuff. yeah. What would you call those? Just actions? Because it's quick like... time events are probably the right right name. Okay. Um, were there a couple other smaller games? So we saw a trailer for the new Call of Duty that thought looked good. Um, nothing too surprising there. Uh, Resident Evil 8 trailer. I thought this looked really good too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. And I think at the end, didn't they give us a, a clip of like a merchant that maybe he was the they're hearkening back to the hmm. Resident Evil 4 merchant? He was saying something. Of, I forget what the guy <laughs> what said, but it, was like, it wasn't that, but it was like related to inventory or purchases or something. Oh, yeah. I. Oh, my gosh, there was. But right at, right at the very I, end. Say what? Right at the very end. Yeah, there definitely was because that's what I. Holy crap, dude! I must have completely forgot that. I think that was actually like the reason why I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna play Resident Evil 4." <laughs> I, 
but whatever i yeah i it sucks because i played it on i mean i watched it on mute so i actually don't even know but i totally remember hearing something about it or seeing something about it i don't know watch it again and see and listen to what the guy says at the very end of the trailer yeah i'm just gonna have to rewatch the entire showcase really I yeah. probably should have done that already, actually. I'm really <laughs> disappointed in myself. Um, so we also saw another trailer for Deathloop from um, Bethesda and Arcane. I thought this looked really good, too. I'm stoked for this game. Um, now, Arcane did Dishonored and Prey, and this is from Arcane Austin. So I think it's like one of us. It's a sub-studio, but I, I, I think it's going to be very similar to, to Dishonored and Prey. So. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Should be very solid. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. It's just, it is weird though seeing Bethesda on like that sort of game, I feel like. Right. I mean, it kind of plays off like the retro style of like Wolfenstein. Yeah, like, I guess. Yeah. 40s and 60s and whatever. Um, also got another trailer for Demon's Souls. Demon's Souls remake from Bluepoint Studios, who redid um, Shadow of the Colossus a few years back. Uh, now Final Fantasy 16 was uh, a highlight and I don't know whether I consider this uh, more of a highlight or less but those two are the the highlights of the showcase this Demon Souls trailer looked friggin amazing it looks so good uh, just everything looks so detailed monsters look amazing very detailed very creepy um, and it actually showed I think it showed how fast the load times are now, like, the guy went up to a bonfire and then, like, fast-traveled to another location, and who knows if it's actually running in real time or whatever, but it was, like, less than a second load from one area to the other. Now, again, that, that may just be trailer magic, but I, I kind of think they threw that in there as an indication of how fast the system is. I hope that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was more straight gameplay than Final Fantasy, and... Uh, it it looks incredible. I can't wait to play this. Um, so they also showed off. Or, or go ahead. If you're gonna say something. No, no, no. Go. I was I was taking a breath. Oh, getting, okay. Getting mentally prepared for what's next. Okay. So they introduced the PlayStation Plus Collection. So this is a group of like 15 PS4 games that you'll be able to download on PS5 if you're a PlayStation Plus member. They didn't say for sure, but it kind of seems like it's going to just be included with the base price, hopefully, if the price goes up, or you have to pay more for it. I think that's dumb. Um, yeah, so, a bunch of uh, Sony's first-party games, and then, like, Monster Hunter World and Batman Arkham Knight and stuff like that. So, it's it's a pretty pretty darn good list of games um, from this generation. Um hopefully like i said hopefully they're advanced or enhanced hopefully they run better on on ps5 that would be great um what all was in there like uncharted bloodborne last of us remastered days gone until dawn was god of war on there god of war yeah okay so it's it's a pretty darn thing about it and i and I was kind of confused. I actually didn't know about the Plus Collection. So it's, you know, everybody's got their s- streaming or, like, game library thing going on. Now, it's 
it's uh, not going to be as robust as Game Pass, but you know Microsoft's got a couple different tiers of of subscriptions. They're, they are consolidating them, but you, you still would have to pay more for Game Pass versus their normal subscription. So this is just one subscription. Um, Game Pass is going to be way more diverse and have like over 100 games. This is a lot smaller, um, but probably bigger or bigger budget. Bigger critic- budget games. But, but fewer of them, and they're older. Like, there's nothing that's, like, brand new day and date on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's still opportunity, like, for them to expand, like, PS Now and stuff like that to compete with Game Pass more. Uh, but this is kind of an in-between kind of thing. Um, so right after that, we got the date and the price. Um, releasing November 12th, uh, $4.99 for the disc version and 399 for the digital version so i did not expect well i did and i didn't expect the digital to be a hundred dollars less um mm-hmm. because obviously a disc drive isn't that expensive a hundred dollars but it gives them an opportunity to have a lower price console uh, and the digital one they're going to make more money from getting a cut from the their online store versus anybody buying from retailers um but the interesting thing is well i we can get into this with the pre-orders, how many digital versus how many physical there were. Well, were you surprised by the price at all? Um, I, honestly, I was. Because I thought like it really made sense for them to do 400 and 500. Like, mm-hmm. I, like that makes sense, and it puts them in a good position to, to, to compete. Because I think 400 is like the, the, the cutoff for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, PS4 was very successful because they hit 400, and then 500 just kind of gets it out of people's budgets. It seems right. like. And so I think that it's a smart idea to. I mean, it's kind of it. It's not necessarily two skews. I wouldn't say that. It's not like the um, like different amounts of memory or whatever. But no. it it does seem like there's skews between digital and um, digital and non-digital. So, but. I don't know. I feel like because of that, it's like it almost skews it in people's minds where it's like, oh, if I'm I just want to play some games on I'm a casual gamer, whatever, Fortnite, all this other stuff, then it would be that it would be the the digital one. And then the 500, the higher tier non digital one, that one's more of like an enthusiast, like you're getting up there to where only the real people that care about having the best and whatever would want that other tier like in my mind that's the way i see it is like oh i need the disc one but in all reality i i want to get the digital one but because i want to be on the cutting edge you know yeah and then really the only the only difference is the disc drive so right that that's why i was surprised they actually hit that price point because it's yeah. still the full powered console which is a, i mean these components are expensive you know this is around the same uh like processor i have my pc it's uh like a the graphics are going to be kind of equivalent to a 2070 mm-hmm. uh, with extremely fast SSD, which is very expensive. Like all that stuff coming in at 400, like they're losing money on this stuff. Um, yeah. But I think they were smart to not like change the specs and they, they need to make that clear in their marketing because then the lower spec console isn't going to hold back the generation as much, which right. like, I think the series S like that's a great value and stuff, but I do worry. How is that going to hold things back? Yeah, it it they cut out 
they to make it cheaper they cut a lot out and yeah. and i mean they, they have like the series s is also very impressive it has a, a powerful processor for the price it has rdna2 graphics it does have a fast ssd but it's it's just lower spec ones of each of those right see the and that well huh because I was going to say, that's kind of like the the interesting thing about it. Like, the, Microsoft is doing two different SKUs. There is one that yep. is lower than the other one and whatever, but you're still at that price point. Like, that. It's I, a great value, but I don't. I worry about how it's going to affect the full yeah. generation. And it, it's more impressive. So, like, it would. Imp- it, it, it's crazy to be like, hey here's this xbox you're getting you can get the cheaper one whatever because you're just a casual gamer uh for whatever reason you don't care about having the the higher tier stuff so you're not going to go for the enthusiast type price on there however you can turn around and just be like or you can go over here to the playstation where you can get this cheaper one but it performs just as well as the other one as the the enthusiast side that is kind of impressive now that I think about it. Yeah. And, and you're it, also probably losing a lot more than what than specking this putting the specs down a spec. A spec. Yeah. And insiders have been saying like they are hearing from developers that developers are pretty worried about the Series S. Like it's it's great for consumers, but developers are worried. And developers have also been saying that PS five is super, super easy to to develop for. And that's that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, if, yeah. if people can, can hit the ground running in the generation and make impressive games and, and fix especially, the mistake of the PS3, especially after the uh, the um, the the ending of the last generation here with COVID and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, would you say right before this, right before that, like undertone? I don't remember, but. Yeah, hopefully they can get the, the ground running and the PS3. Oh yeah, the PS3. That's the other thing that I was gonna say was um I find it odd that like they I don't know I, I thought it was gonna be 600. Um I really did. Because, yeah, I think if or go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, I was just gonna say because of the PS3. Like I mean the PS3 didn't sell all that well, but people to start off it. with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, that that's very true. So, but I figure because they did that before, they would probably try to do it again because I feel like people have, I feel like they've slowly expanded on how much things cost to where like it's almost, it's almost to the point where it doesn't matter how much it costs. Like we will figure yeah. out a way. Just be like just with cell phones. You know, right. cell phones go up and up and up and up and up, and people still buy them in crazy amounts, even though they keep going up. Like, it's almost – there's not even a disconnect anymore with that. Well, so I figured they would try to pull 600. Go, sorry. No, um, I, I was fully expecting, like, the consoles to come in at five or 600. And I was like, these are very expensive parts, and they're probably hard to get right now. So I was like, I could totally see them doing 600. But, fi- like – I think 600 is a reasonable price to come out with, but you are going to limit sales. And then 500 is is just a little bit better for for most people's wallets. And right. like like you said, you know, phones went from six seven to a thousand to twelve hundred, thirteen hundred, whatever. Um, 
now we have two thousand dollar folding phones and stuff <laughs> um, which is nuts yeah and, and uh like graphics cards prices on graphics cards and like so they're pushing up a little bit because they're now both uh 500 and there's no like 400 top tier console this gen um not but yet this, not yet but at the same time like everybody needs a cell phone so they kind of have free reign there and then graphics cards there's like a very um i mean as we'll talk about on our next episode of cpu not the one that's about to come out but the, the one after that there's a very fervent um small community about or around graphics cards that there, there's probably limited stock on graphics cards but they're all going to sell when a new one comes out and um with consoles, there's going to be more stock, and it's more of a widespread thing that they can't push up that high, you know, compared to the, the seven to eight hundred dollar graphics card. But it's it's each each of these segments is kind of moving in the same direction, right? Right. Um. Wait, what are we talking about? So, <laughs> <laughs> right here. Oh yeah. So last thing in the in the conference. This I was surprised by. I did not think. Yeah, this that is this, shocking as all hell. Because the we got to the very end, right? And Jim Ryan comes on and says, "Thanks for this great conference. Here's the PS5. I got one more thing." And I I fully expected them to just show more of Horizon. I that's what I expected going in because uh, Final Fantasy 16 was a big surprise. They showed a bunch of solid games. Let's show, show some Horizon. It's coming out soon. People like that game, call it a day. Um, but we we got a very short tease with zero gameplay or anything, just a logo. But a tease is something that's had been teased previously by uh, by Corey Barlog and the the team at Sony Santa Monica. Um, we got confirmation that God of War 2, God of War Ragnarok, whatever it may be called, um, will be coming, and it's coming in 2021. They say. Now will it get delayed? I am 100% betting it gets delayed. No way. But if this actually hits really? in 2021, like that's that's freaking awesome. And <laughs> it's like Final Fantasy, uh, Demon Souls, and Miles Morales, God of War confirmed next year. Like we, we'd be playing it possibly within 12 months or within like 13 months. Uh, fuck, yeah, sign me up. Oh, dang. I I've. And and, and I'm conf or I'm optimistic that they'll hit that because the game only came out in early 2018, so yeah. it's it's been some time now. It's kind of about the same cadence as Horizon one to two. I could you know you could see uh, God of War one to two hitting, but yeah. I did I did not think that they would be talking about this game already. But um, I think, I think they, that, that was just kind of the nail in the coffin. It's like we have these games coming out. This is why you should buy the system. Yeah, that was a great way to end it. It's funny because the day before that, Corey Barlog put uh, put out a tweet. There was a tweet. Somebody put a tweet up, and it was um, uh, the contest things, like the votes. And um, it was like, which which one of these four would you want to show up at this at this the showcase tomorrow? And um, God of War 2 was on that list, and <laughs> Corey Barlog voted for Silent Hill. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh shoot! Oh, okay, go ahead. I forgot about Silent Hill." Oh uh, well, yeah, but um, so he, so I'm saying like, like, 
What a jerk. He could have just told us right there, you know, one of these is going to happen or something. So, yeah, a lot of exciting stuff announced at the conference. Um, now, there were some very odd mishaps, like that, you know, Sony is a big company, and they are on top with with PlayStation right now, right? Over 110 million PS4s versus nobody knows how many Xboxes, but it's rumored to be around 50 million, like literally doubling, doubling their sales. Interest in PS5 has been way eclipsing series x in terms of general public overall on the internet um so it's really surprising to see some weird errors and a lot of stuff left out of of this showcase like it was great but there was a lot of info that why didn't they just announce it so first firstly um a legitimate mistake was that demon souls at the end of its trailer said um console exclusive also coming to pc then that that trailer got uploaded separately afterwards, then was taken down and put back online, minus this whole also on PC thing. Um, Final Fantasy 16, also in its trailer, it, it mentions captured on PC, emulating the PS5 experience. And then at the end said console exclusive PS5, also coming to PC, which that totally made sense because it was captured on PC, right? And right. It, it sounds like the same kind of deal that... Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake has. The box says exclusive for a year. You can assume it's coming to Xbox and PC after a year. Now, that got backtracked on as well. Square Enix said, we have nothing to say about any consoles aside from PS5 at this time. So it almost seems like Sony told Square, don't say anything about anything besides PS5, um, even though it's going to come out shortly after, don't say anything. But then Sony said something, about what the plan was going to be, which is is so weird. Um, but then some insider on Twitter said it's going to be PS5 totally exclusive for six months, come out on PC, and then not come out on Xbox for a, for a full year. Um, so that's allegedly the plan, but Square did not say that. Now, in terms of other weirdness, we got the date, we got the price, but they said nothing about pre-orders, um, and they said nothing about launch titles. Coming away from the conference, the the very first watch, there was no actual dates on the games. So I was totally convinced, oh, there's going to be no exclusive games at launch. And then Spider-Man and like uh, Ratchet and Clank, maybe they'll come out like December once once they finally get done. Like it said nothing about launch titles. Like why would they not say that? Um, so all this stuff got announced right after on Twitter, but not by Sony. By like Jeff Keighley. I think Jeff Keighley had most of the announcements yeah. immediately following. And what must have happened, and um, I believe on um like kind of one of kind of funny's podcasts they discuss this, they must have had the conference ready to go, but all the announcement stuff was not determined. Like everything's been so fluid with who's going to announce the date and price and whatever. They probably had all these trailers. They dropped in the date and price, and then must have just not put in any other info and plan to tweet it and then never did. I don't know. Like the stuff looked great, but it, it did not let us know anything we really needed to know regarding how to buy the, buy the console or pre-order the console. Right. Um, I mean, they so, had Jeff Keighley. I always thought Jeff Keighley was more of an Xbox guy. I don't know why. Yeah. He just well, well like Sony's it. so silent that they don't yeah. do things as much that 
Jeff has announced more Xbox things at like game the Game Awards because yeah. Xbox is, is so much more transparent. It seems like. Um, yeah. so after the conference, when info came out, oh, Miles Morales is going to be a launched game, and Demon Souls is going to be a launch game. I did not think Demon Souls is coming this year, so that's super exciting that Demon Souls will be day and date with the PlayStation Five. Um, like why? <laughs> why would you not say that in the conference? That would be so great. Um, so then getting into the next de- debacle of this whole thing, um, Jeff Keighley tweets that pre-orders start tomorrow. Um, and to preface this, Sony did send out emails or uh, they had a sign up that was like, "Give us your email. Then if we determine that you're enough of a PlayStation fan, we'll let you pre-order through Sony, or like we'll look at your activity or whatever." And let you pre-order through us. Um, and that was like a week or two ago. Uh, Keeley says that pre-orders are going to open up tomorrow. Then tweets, oh, he hears some retailers are opening them up tonight. And then people start noticing PS5 listings going live on Walmart, Target, uh, and, and Best Buy at like 6, 7 p.m. or so uh, central time after this conference finishes up. So I'm sure... A lot of people were like, okay, they're going live tomorrow. I'll check back tomorrow morning, whatever. Um, and then all this stuff goes down that night. And it was very difficult to get a pre-order in. Um, the but, sites were crashing left and right. Um, yes, I I was fortunate enough to, to get in a pre-order at Target.com. Hasn't been canceled yet, as far as I know. They they never ship like right away, so it's, it's a supposed to like arrive the week after launch but um i'll, I'll take it i guess so Wait, that, what uh, yeah it, they, it, why didn't you just pick it up from a store i i don't think it let it let you do that oh uh, dude i don't care i hate pre-orders <laughs> so like i said i was very fortunate i was like trying to like just smashing the checkout button. I got it in my cart and then just kept repeatedly hitting the checkout button for like 30 minutes. And then it eventually let me get it. Um, but yeah, people were trying left and right on all these, all these retailers. I know Best Buy was like notoriously bad. People were trying for hours. Yeah. I got one on my, in my cart, uh, at midnight or so in, um, not midnight, a little bit before midnight because I was at work when I did it. But um, I was able to get it in my cart on Best Buy, but it wouldn't let me buy it. But So Sony has said that they'll open up more pre-orders next week. Um, so hopefully it's more organized and people have a better it, shot of securing it. It won't be. I mean, the good thing is, I guess, uh, through all this, Microsoft said that you will know when the, uh, when the Xbox goes live. Yeah. So... And- and this is so weird that it was so unorganized. Like, how could they not have a time? And how could they allow <laughs> retailers to do what they want? Because a, uh, an insider on Twitter said that Microsoft will pull stock from stores that pr- start pre-orders before the specified time. So, like, was Sony so unorganized that they ha- they announced – or they had no time. They had no date, had no time. And then retailers just started opening Doing stuff it? up. Yeah. Like, like – how do you not have a specified date and time or, or I don't know, man. It's, it's I just mean, nuts. Yeah. But 
I, I just don't know. After after this week with pre-orders, uh, with the graphics cards, I the only thing I can say is at least people are getting them. <laughs> well, do, do graphics the we'll get into this on on CPU, but like. I don't think people anybody got a 3080. I don't think anybody besides reviewers got 3080s. Yeah, like no, um, there was uh, I mean we're whatever this deals with gaming. I think we should get into it. Um, there was a poll that was put online, and um, it was about if you got one or if you didn't, just to figure out the success rate and stuff. So you just voted yeah. on it. And um, whenever I voted, saying no, obviously, the percent of yes votes was at 1.9. And it it had, like, well over, like, uh, well over, like, 500,000 votes by that time. Which, don't get me wrong, in retrospect, that's not that many for an online, a major online vote. But, I mean, I, this was literally, like, minutes after it was posted. So, I don't know. Yeah, 3080, like, they... I think they just had a fake launch or a paper launch to get ahead of I'm, AMD, but like I don't, I don't think they had any stock. I saw one person say, I mean, I saw a couple, I I saw a couple of pictures of people buying them, um, and like getting them, and there was a a micro center, uh, that had people actually buying them and stuff, but they only had. I saw it's crazy, like you're seeing some of the statistics and stuff for it. Because um, I saw uh, in the NVIDIA Discord, actually, there was a guy that linked a story, linked a story about how um, the entirety of Canada had 13. The entirety of Canada, not just the little place, the entire country of Canada was only given uh, a 13 graphics yeah. card. Yeah, That's so like crazy. And allegedly, or the, Nvidia commented, and then they said, "Oh, we've been producing since August." Dude, this released mid-September. Like, I, I, people on Twitter have been saying that, um, or like YouTubers, like they should have been producing in June and July. You know, like yeah. we were getting the leaked images and stuff. It, it, we should have been, um, or people assumed they would have been producing for months. But if you're able. Or if you want to laugh a lot, you should look at the reviews of the 3080 on um, Best Buy's site. <laughs> it's at, it's currently at one star. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. I had the one in my cart. Um, I was able to buy it off of Amazon, the Zotag, um, and then I went to look at Amazon, like at my at my recent orders on the app, and it was gone. And I was like, what? And it, this happened at like seven at night last night. So I had a good like f- five, six hours of uh, thinking like, hey, I actually got this. Oh, wait, did it, it did get canceled? Uh, well, I don't. So I don't have um, an email saying it. So I'm still holding out hope. But um, it's missing from my recent orders. And um the emails actually go to my wife's email, not mine, and she probably doesn't realize it or looks at it or anything. So I don't know. Like I would not have gotten one, but I haven't seen one. I haven't been told about one. Yeah. So, so we'll yeah. I mean, good. Hopefully, hopefully that that sticks. Um, I mean, for that. Well, hopefully it sticks for both of us on each of our 
each of our pre-orders. So, I mean, um, yours has been days. I think you're good. I'm yeah. more, I'm more impressed that you only got one. Okay. To be honest, I tried to also secure a Best Buy one just to have I, a safety one, but I, 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 I failed. Well, I mean, yeah. in these situations, like it's it's smart to try to have a safety one. Um, yeah, but dude, why are there not like all the freaking bots and stuff? Gosh. Yeah, that's the thing with with these pre-order debacles. Like, tech companies now need to respond to bots doing pre-orders because Nike had to implement raffles on high-priority releases, um, and and do like two-factor authentication type stuff. So I think for the these releases are turning into as big of you know mayhem as crazy limited Jordans now, and you know people want to resell graphics cards and new consoles and stuff. So I think all these retailers need to be smarter to circumvent bots because that is such a crazy, crazy yes. thing that makes it difficult for people that actually want to buy and enjoy the thing. So um, back to NVIDIA, I saw today that um, did you see like the prices on eBay of graphics cards? Yeah, like they were crazy expensive. So apparently to counter the bots, somebody like somewhere, I don't know where, um, somebody somewhere made a bot a bidding bot so what they would do is they um these bidding bots were if they saw that there was a graphics card being sold on ebay they jacked up the price of it by bidding uh, having this bot bid a whole bunch of times with like everything that's fake so what that does is it causes them to it causes the bid to go crazy high, so nobody's actually going to buy it because it's like a $70,000 graphics card and stuff like that. So it caused them to go up high, and then on top of that, because they didn't – there was like a fake bid and a fake order, it causes eBay to like go into suspension mode. So your account gets suspended, and it takes them like a week for them to investigate your um, your page and stuff like that before they actually allow it. So, but allow you to resell on there. So, but what the hopes of this bot was to make them super expensive, make them uh, to where nobody will buy them. And then by bidding so many times, it being a fake bid, which causes the suspension. So then by the time that they actually get around to selling these cards on all these affected uh, pages, then by the time they can actually sell these cards, they, everybody would have been able to get one is what this guy's goal is. Which I think is brilliant. Yeah, this dude is a hero. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the the thing, um, if if you're not familiar with eBay eBay selling, um, let's say like I had this when I sold a limited edition controller, uh, a guy never paid, right? So if you can win a bid and then just never pay, but then um, the seller initiates a claim and then like files like a complaint against the buyer, but that takes time for them to investigate and review and then get your payment or like reimburse you or whatever or i, or I guess relist your okay. item um and and then yeah there may be the fraud things too but basically what happens is their goal is the bot wins the bid at an extremely high price and then they never pay so it's extremely annoying for the seller to claim it and then it takes a lot of time to get it relisted so it's 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 like a week or so yeah. so it's a lot harder for this person to sell the stuff or Did you just they, look this up as I was talking about it? No, like this this 
uh, somebody not paying happened to me on. Oh, eBay. right. Oh, right. Okay. So you're saying like, this is okay. I get you now. I thought you actually like looked up the story. I mean, I saw a little bit about this mm-hmm. and then otherwise you have to, you have to have a burner account and win the <laughs> bid and then just never pay yourself. And then you, you know, then you're just even, you know, being an idiot, you, you really. won the bid. And then you win your item, but then that way you don't have to go through the claim process and can relist sooner. Yeah. So either way, it's a lot harder to sell the stuff. So anyway, this guy's a hero. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was pretty impressed by that one. That, that's a great one. I really think that like there should be some sort of, I don't know, like I don't want to say mandated law, but like some sort of understanding with the website. Or they just will not allow these items to be sold on these days, like at launch, because there's so many people that scalp it and with bots and everything else to where you don't have a choice but to overpay drastically later. And that's hopefully like with this bot, things get pushed so high that you feel like you don't want to buy it and you want to just wait. But, you know, some people have the money for it. And that's the sad part. There's always going to be a market for it. Yeah. But whatever so talking about pre-orders with you know going into the next few months i i kind of want to just lay out like my my plans moving into next gen from this gen so got the ps5 pre-order um did also get i I pre-ordered demon souls physical and the reason why is that's going to be the very first game and it's gonna it would take a long time to download so i was like I'll get one physical game, so maybe it installs a little bit faster for that, like that very first game to install, and then everything else is digital. Mm-hmm. And then it, I don't know, I have boxes for like basically every other Souls game, so might as well, you know, add that to it. Um, and then I pre-ordered the um, the 3D audio headset. I just wanted to try that out because uh, my wireless headset isn't going to work with a console; it's only it's PC only for wireless. So I figured. Mm-hmm. Wireless headset would be nice. Try out the 3D audio, since they're talking about that so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, send Sony pictures of my ears or whatever they want. Ooh. So. Um, Have you not s- sent them yet? No. Do they, send, <laughs> do they send you a camera to take them with, or I, how, how does this work? You just attach them to an email. I, I think I DM Mark Cerny. I don't know. <laughs> you should do it. Just do it. Do it on your own. <laughs> just just take your picture and dm them to him. yeah so um and then guess... end it please end it with just, uh, sorry but just just the last thing so you send like one of each ear so you're sending two pictures and then after that you just say you're welcome and that's <laughs> i'm sure that will go very well um that's fine so at at this time i do not plan to pre-order the xbox series x or s reason being is both consoles are going to be very powerful you know xbox is a little bit better on graphics sony's a little bit better on ssd but they're they're both going to be very powerful um sony's right now has the better game lineup so prior to this conference i would say i was tentatively equally excited for both pretty much but now seeing a lot what three to four high quality games that are be, going to be coming out within 12 months um, that kind of s- has skewed me towards PS5. Now I'm, I'm very curious to see the performance difference between the two. So leading up to launch, 
I'm definitely going to be looking for like digital foundries breakdowns of how games run. Um, I'm, I'm guessing they'll run similar on the two consoles, but we'll see. But where Xbox can really pique my interest if they do better on backwards compatibility. So Xbox has been very transparent with basically every Xbox One game will work. All the same 360 and original Xbox games that already work will also work. They've said how like it'll it'll um, unlock higher frame rates or higher resolution, similar to how Xbox One X did. Um, they showcased like Gears One getting HDR added to the game that didn't have HDR. They showed Gears Five going up to 120 frames a second, things like that. So that's exciting. Sony has said um, games will be enhanced. But they have been very, very vague on that. The base because I've been looking into this, trying to see any information I can. Um, at Mark Sweeney's initial thing, he said games will be, or, or a certain amount of PS4 games will be compatible. They can take advantage of the hardware. That's about all he said. And actually, there was just a website update somewhere that might have got taken down. But um, it, what it says is enjoy faster and smoother frame rates in select PS4 and PSVR titles. So. I'm, I'm guessing all of these are going to require some kind of small patch from the developer, if I had to guess, um, mm-hmm. based on how like Xbox One X and PS4 Pro, the games require patches. I know like GTA 5, I don't think ever got a boosted patch, and it's still, um, it, it runs slightly choppy on, on my Xbox One X. Um, so I, I think developers will have to do something. So Xbox could swing me to... to possibly look into that at some point if they have better like last gen compatibility but um sony says they're going to be doing something similar um but my hope is like uh, the majority of my library from this gen is on ps4 uh, a little bit after i got my one x i started moving to third party games on one x because they tended to run better and then once i got into pc like two years ago it was more on one x and then a year ago it started being more on pc so before that, majority of the library was on PS4. So I do have a lot of games to take with me to the next gen on PS5. And I'm hoping those will will run better, and hopefully a lot of developers take advantage of that. But that's all up in the air. Um, Xbox has historically done a better job of that this gen, so if they really knock it out of the park on Series X, that may sway me. But um, we'll see. We'll see what the how the consoles perform, but I imagine... One of two things will happen. I will play Sony games on PS5 and still stick to third-party on PC or um, start giving more third-party games a shot on on PS5. Things like Watch Dogs Legions um, or Watch Dogs Legion, sorry. Yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed, things like that. Maybe uh, focus on the big third-party tentpole games on on PS5 too. But like I said, it all kind of depends on the performance. I think once I get the box, I'm probably going to start... I'll, I'll probably end up getting the third-party games on PS5 to to feel like, oh, I got something to play on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'm I'm hoping these cross-gen games on this powerful hardware... I, I really hope they're hitting 60, at least. Because when you, when you look at it, it's, it's basically like a Ryzen 3600 and basically at least a 2070 um, graphics card in these consoles. Like... They, they, these games should run very smooth, but right. 
I I guess I got to. I don't see know what if you exactly can say a like. 2070 though. I mean, it's yeah. We'll we'll we can get into this later, but like the the AMD equivalent to 20. It's it's in terms of compute units and clock speed. It's like as close as AMD will get to 2070. Um, but it's RDNA two, so that might enhance it. But they're like, it's it's not quite to that level of of Nvidia. But anyway, right. Am I supposed to say like my plans? Uh, uh no. <laughs> you don't okay. Have to. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't plan on getting either for at least until I see games that come out like exclusively on it. So if Wario 64 tweets that it pre-orders up for PS5, you're not going to try to get it? No. Okay. No. And that's um, fair. I mean, there, there's not a huge reason I, to get one right away. Yeah, I'm building a computer that's way too expensive to still try to play games on uh, on the console. So unless right. it's exclusive to it, and I mean, I think that the first time I may consider is whenever I get like a hard uh, a hard date. Hard date? a solid date the a, a good date <laughs> for um god of war that's probably the first time i don't yeah. really see myself caring too much about anything else right now uh yeah. maybe bug snacks but <laughs> i mean really you can just throw that in whenever all right so that's that's kind of the lowdown on on next gen now nintendo may also be dipping their toes into a next-gen console. Um, rumors of a Switch Pro have been—they've been going around for a while. And um, the initial—the initial rumor that I think was pretty solid was a while back, and they said it was a Switch Lite and an enhanced Switch, and that turned out to be Switch Lite, and then the Switch that had the longer battery life. Um, and a lot of people were swearing that it was a, a truly enhanced console, but then the battery life one was the only one that came out of that. But now more rumors have been yeah. circling, swirling up. Um, and really, like, I think the Switch is kind of getting to the end of its life to compete with third-party games. Like, uh, Doom Eternal was supposed to come out for Switch and is, is nowhere to be seen. So I'm thinking, like, that's kind of the cutoff point of of uh, third-party games that we can port to Switch's current hardware. So in, a, in an investor call, Nintendo had a timeline of, like, was it Wii, Wii U, Switch, and then they said next-gen hardware, and they put, like, the years for each, and then the year for the next-gen was 20XX. So it will come before the year 2100. So we got about 80 years, an 80-year time frame provided by Nintendo. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, then there was also rumors that... um. Uh, developers were being told to make their games in 4K for Switch. Now, the right. Switch has an NVIDIA Tegra X1 chip. Um, so, given that they're using NVIDIA stuff, I think kind of the what people have been hoping for is their next-gen Switch is going to take advantage of DLSS to you know render at 720p or whatever, but then they can push that up to 1440p or 4K. Which... Okay. I mean, DLSS has really been taken off on the PC side of things, so I, if they can get that to work, that would be a great tech for the Switch Pro or whatever it ends up getting called. 
Yeah, that's. Yeah, they. It, I just realized though that they're the only like. Well, they are the only console with NVIDIA graphics. Yeah. Because AMD maybe, or I mean, they're ahead with Ryzen, but they were behind for the longest time. But I think they make all their bank off the huge number of consoles that they have chips in. Right. Oh, yeah. Wait, did the Xbox have the? Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure they both last gen. They were both uh, AMD. AMD. So, I that's I, weird because of the GameCube. I'm sorry, but that's weird because <laughs> the GameCube is ATI, and I just remember seeing that like stupid little logo on it. All the GameCube, not GameCube, yeah, GameCube, yeah, isn't the Wii also? Yeah, because it's like the same hardware, yeah. So, like, N- Nintendo's been with AMD for so long, it's crazy that. They're the ones that switch, but yet they're always told that their graphics are inferior. But whatever. It's neither here nor there. But I think these rumors kind of line up with the timeline of Switch releases because we we have so little on the on the calendar, right? You right. know, we have, um, well, we'll get into this into a second, but we have a, a remake coming out in February. But other than that, nothing's dated you know, we we know about Breath of the Wild 2, we know about Bayonetta 3, Metroid Prime 4, but none of those have any kind of date, and, and really zero to none gameplay either. Right. So I think it kind of makes sense, like, next spring or summer, Nintendo rolls out Switch Pro, and here's these games that you haven't seen anything for coming out for it. What do you think it looks like? What Do you, th- do you, do you think it does everything a Switch does? I would bet. I would bet that they're gonna take the the DS to DS Lite mentality, or like the 3DS family mentality. I mean, it, Switch has only been out for three years, so I would bet that it's it's gonna be compatible back and forth, um, similar to how they've they've done their handhelds in the past. If I had to guess. Mm, okay. I thought maybe they. You could say that it's um the Switch is just going to be... Like, the Switch Pro would be a stay-home model. Like, an only-in, uh, only-docked, if you will. Just because the Switch Lite was, um, was not docked. You couldn't dock it. And then the Switch, you can do both, obviously. And then the Switch Pro, you stay at home. I, I don't uh, think that they would do that, because then they lose their... They're like, yeah, that's what I think too. But I just didn't know. I bet I, I wish that they would do what I wished that they did, which is um, have the dock upres it somehow, push it to be a higher quality whenever it's docked. So you have like another upscaling graphics card built into the dock. Like that would be solid. So whenever you're playing at home, where you want it to be 4K because you have a 4K TV or whatever then the, it pushes 4K, but whenever you have it on the go, it's whatever. It's going to need to be higher than the 900-something that it is. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, the, the dock does that. There's some games that go from, like, 560p to 720p or 720p to 1080, but it's... Well, yeah, but that's more of just be... That's more for pushing power, like, because you can push more power, obviously, because you're not sipping off a battery. You're sipping from the wall, whatever. Yeah. 
So, but I'm saying that's what I'm meaning. Like, yeah, they do that, but there's not a there's no hardware built into the dock. The dock just passes electricity through. That's all that it does. Right, and yeah, I think that would be a good way to introduce more power, but still keep the console like compatible between the two. Right. But I don't know. So then, ah, oh, they well, okay. What they need to do, <laughs> what they need to do is just sell a dock. <laughs> like yeah. The Switch, Honestly, like just sell the dock. But, Everybody but, that already has it, you're good. But then we're getting into the Wii U thing where they're selling an accessory that's the next gen, and, and people are gonna get too confused. Oh fuck! I, I don't think we'll, they'll repeat the same we'll, mistake. Oh shit! Yeah, because I was just gonna say, well, don't call it the Wii and the Wii U. Like that's way too close. But I guess Switch and Switch Pro is pretty close too. But I, I don't know. I feel like, nah. I don't know. I feel like it'd be a different thing here. Just because if you did the Switch Pro that was just the dock, it's like people understand what Pro means. Thanks to Apple, people understand what Pro means. So I don't yeah. think that's really a thing anymore. Yeah, that, if they market it right, they, yeah. like, they, they could have done better. Right, and I just – and I think that as bad as this is to say, I think that it's fine if people know that it's an accessory. Because like the problem with the – the Wii U is that they, they named her too close. That's one problem. And then the other problem was that it was just Wii and Wii U, and people only saw it as just the the gamepad and couldn't figure out why it was so expensive for just a gamepad that you add on. But see, that's a problem because they thought it was an accessory, and it wasn't. This will be fine because people will think it's an accessory, and it will be an accessory. I'm telling you, I'm onto something here. Yeah. Nintendo, call me. Moving on. <laughs> so Nintendo did confirm that the 3DS has officially been discontinued, which I, I kind of thought like they'd been half discontinued for the last few years. Been a lot harder to find, but um, makes sense. I mean, what it came, the original very first one came out in what like 2011, and they've had various revisions. So it is about that time. Sad to see it call it quits because it. In my mind, this is a great console. Tons of great games. You know, it wasn't very expensive. You know, one one seventy or so for the console, thirty for games. And if you're into JRPGs, um, there's tons, tons. So sad to see you go. Yeah. Um, Nintendo also had a couple mini directs. Um, so earlier this year, there were rumors. Oh, shoot, this reminds me of other rumors I meant to talk about, but I'll get into it after this. There were rumors of remakes of mainline Mario games for the 35th anniversary. Many people, like reputed insiders who are who are who um, who have good track records, all confirmed this rumor, and then we had heard zero on it for months. And then out of nowhere, Nintendo... Not even pre-announcing a direct. They said this direct is available now at like it was a random Tuesday at 8 a.m. Um, talked about what they would do for Mario's 35th anniversary. So first up, Mario All Stars came to the Virtual Console or the Switch Online uh, SNES thing. Um, there was going to be a Game and Watch new handheld that played Mario Bros. Uh, similar to NES Classic. Probably I'm, I don't plan on picking that up i don't really have nostalgia for the game and watch honestly really um, i want that thing so bad well that's one less one less uh pre-order for you to have to 
overcome. I won't be clogging up the the internet pipeline on that one. Oh yeah, because you are going to make such a difference for me. Yeah, you might. You might get it. The only thing. You sound so smug. I can't, like, oh, yeah, well, you'll never be faster than me. All right. Anyway, um, Mario Bros. 35, which is similar to Tetris 99. Interested to see how that turns out. I I bet it'll be fun. But, okay, so weird thing with that, it's only available until next March. And I don't know why they're doing all this limited stuff, which we'll get into, but for some dumb reason. I know why. So it doesn't matter. Yep. Um, Mario Kart Live, or I forget what they call it, but there's actual carts that you can RC control around your living room, but then there's little cameras that turn it into an actual Mario Kart game, so you see the video feed on your on your TV screen. So pretty cool idea, honestly. I did not, I had never thought of that before, to be honest with you. And hopefully it works well. Um, it looks smooth in the trailer, but that is all you know manufactured. Right. So right. hopefully that works well. That'd be a really cool, really cool toy for for kids. I think. Kids, I want one, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, for for anybody. Um, then what else did they announce? Uh, Mario 3D World is getting re-released for Switch. So that's one of the last few Wii U games that uh, that w- has been stuck on Wii U to get ported to Switch. That's coming out in February. So that's what I was mentioning, the the latest Switch dated game that we have right now from Nintendo. Um, so after that, we know nothing. Perfect time for them to introduce the Switch Pro. Mm-hmm. And then they ended the conference with a um, with a Mario 3D All Stars. So this is what was rumored was all these remakes of Mario 3D 3D games. Um, the collection includes Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy One. Very bummed that they did not include Mario Galaxy 2. That sucks, and I, I, mm-hmm. I don't see them adding it. They they tend to not add this kind of stuff, and I really wish they would add it later. But anyway, did you see? There's a meme about that. You remember the show Fact or Fiction? No. Are you kidding me? Where the guy? Okay, you probably seen the meme then, where uh, it's just this like bearded fellow, and he goes, "We made it up. It's fake. They're fiction." fiction and like all this stuff and um it's from the show where like it's just him saying that stuff all the time and it was like nintendo right now talking about galaxy 2 it's fake we made it <laughs> and that's so dumb because that's like a beloved one of the highest rated mario games if not the highest rated mario game definitely not the but it's I, up well there. yeah i mean i just don't see it beating for like nostalgic people i don't see it beating um 64 but yeah, I, I think like strictly on like Metacritic after Metacritic got introduced, like in, in turn, like in like Galaxy, Galaxy 2, Odyssey and 3D World and whatever. Those were like released in the Metacritic era of like any of those. It's I think it's the highest one. And, mm. and OK. Um, I so the initial rumors were that the games were going to be enhanced or like. Uh, uh, upgraded more to to current gen and more of a true remake not the case they were slightly enhanced but they also have their own little quirks um 64 is up res to 720 which it's a nice improvement from 64 but it would be nice to see it at 1080p um 
it's it's only in four by three, so it's not in widescreen sixteen by nine, which is what it is. Um, does only run at thirty frames, which not ideal, especially considering the the PC port that came out this year was able to get to sixty frames, but it still looks and runs smooth. No complaints there, really. Um, still perfectly playable. It's it's stable enough for that. Sunshine is up to 1080p, um, but also only at 30 frames a second, which, again, frustrating because um, modders on the Wii were able to like just change a few lines of code to get Mario Sunshine to run at 60 um, if you inserted the GameCube disc and, and hacked your Wii. So kind of frustrating that these uh, small improvements didn't get made, but um, that's about it there. 1080p looks looks pretty clean. And then Galaxy runs at 60, 1080p, all that good stuff. Now, people started digging into the technical side of the collection. And the reason these enhancements probably didn't get made, well, one is Nintendo knew they could sell it for whatever they wanted, and um, people would buy it with whatever amount of enhancements they gave. And two, it's actually um, emulated on like a custom emulator made by Nintendo. So that limits your options on what you can change from the base game. Um, but the encouraging thing is this most likely means that other games can get the same treatment on 64 GameCube and Wii. Um, so on that side, that that is encouraging that hopefully we'll get more, more stuff like maybe Zelda for its 35th yes. anniversary, which is next year. Probably not, dude. I feel like they really... St- they're really terrible about these anniversary dates. Like, yeah, so, sometimes they do them, but sometimes they don't. It's frustrating. Yeah, like, I don't whatever. The year of Luigi, they did, like, DLC for a game, and that was it. I actually think they showed up in, um... Maybe, was, that, was that the same? No, never mind. I know they showed up in uh, Odyssey, but that was many years later. Yeah. Whatever. So... In terms of the frame rate thing, you know, I'm I'm a frame per second elitist because now I'm on, I'm on PC, so I was initially worried you, about the 30 thing. Do you get visually sick? So playing at 30 these frames. No, at playing these, it it's like you notice the difference, but it's smooth enough, it's totally fine. The problem is is when it's 30 and it isn't stable. That's when it gets jarring and like I just can't do it. Um, but if it's 30 and it's perfectly smooth, that's like, I notice a difference, but I'm not turned away by it. Mm. And that's kind of, like, Last of Us 2 was was perfectly smooth enough. I don't I don't want to say perfectly smooth, but it was a totally palatable experience because it ran stable. Right. And it was just pretty as hell. Yeah, and, and freaking amazing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nintendo also had a third-party partner showcase very short this week. Um, that was fairly substantial, um, for, you know, for a 15 minute thing. So monster hunter rise got announced. Now this is a, a full new monster hunter game exclusive for switch, which is kind of crazy. And it, it appears more in line with monster hunter world versus your other, uh, monster hunter games that were on like 3ds. So it, it seems fa- from what I s- saw briefly, fairly updated, to compare to Monster Hunter World, which 
this game is going to do gangbusters in Japan. This game is going to, oh my God, people are going to murder each other to pick this game up in Japan because I, I know, I think like PS4 has been fairly successful, but it's, um, from what I read early in the gen, like people were still on portable, they were on mobile, they were on Switch, but PS4 didn't have as much traction as it, as it, did, as it does in America. So, mm-hmm. um, I think the the PS4 audience is going to be eclipsed by the Switch audience in Japan. So this game is going to be huge. Um, they also announced Monster Hunter Stories 2. Uh, first one came out on 3DS. I think it was I heard it was a pretty good JRPG. Looks fine. Um, most exciting thing for me from this conference was Disgaea 6. Um, been a big fan of the Disgaea series since really actually since the first one came out in 03. Um, when I finally got a PS2, I, I rented that game and its sequel a few times way back in the day. So, interesting thing with this one is it's on Switch and P- PS4 in Japan, but it's actually Switch exclusive in America. Um, and I think it's they're simple enough games that the performance isn't really going to change that much between between the portable and, and a home console. So, shouldn't be a problem there, but um excited for for this game because it's been a while since the last new one um five came out in 2015 and then since then they've been doing a lot of remakes so now we finally have a brand new full entry into the series and then they also announced ori and the will of the wisps coming to switch um that went live whenever the the conference happened so good to see that partnership with microsoft continue there too so moving on from Nintendo to a couple bits of Ubisoft news um, and then Facebook news uh, tied to that. So Facebook had a, a peripheral announcement thing where they showed off Oculus Quest 2, um, which good news in terms of pre-orders. You can't pre-order a lot of other stuff right now, but you can still pre-order a Quest 2 if you would like. <laughs> um, it, it does look solid. Nice design, more powerful, better resolution. So you have to have a Facebook account for it. Yeah, which I mean, everybody has a Facebook account, but like the the data collection thing is kind of nerve wracking. So I do not uh, have a Facebook account, but thank you. Yeah. So at this conference, I never thought this would be where we got the next Splinter Cell game, but Splinter Cell is coming to VR and Assassin's Creed too, or Assassin's Creed as well. Um, to be honest with you, at this moment, with not having seen the game and just knowing the announcement, I am excited. Now, this game could be total ass. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I am excited. It's been way too long. I'm too t- starved and uh, uh, deprived of Splinter Cell, so uh, I need this. I feel like it's going to be really, really difficult. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm I'm just hoping Half-Life pulled it off, so I'm hoping. And I think Ubisoft has done well in VR. They did uh, the Star Trek game. I think that's about it. But mm-hmm. that worked well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see what their idea is uh, for the... Um, like movement side i mean i'll probably be teleporting and shit but it's fine yeah whatever so uh, actually that that makes me think of other vr i i hope that playstation is going to show off the next gen of psvr because if that's 
a decent enough update, I, I may be interested in that too, to be honest with you. Um, so then the, the bad news related to Ubisoft is Rayman creator Michael and or Michelle Ansel, hope are the correct pronunciation, please insert here, um, says he's quitting the games industry, uh, retiring and moving on to uh, some very substantial personal project. Um, I don't I didn't read that he disclosed what it was exactly. Uh, he wants to go into the wildlife. Oh, OK. Like into that industry, not yeah. or like, not, like conservation or something. Yeah, not uh, not like actually just deciding to go live amongst the wilderness. <laughs> so, um, I mean, an in, in, industry veteran who's been around for a long time, so totally understand. Kind of a bummer because I believe he was heading up Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yeah, but he said that it will not be in, uh, be affected at all. And then also says that he that well okay his I can't remember exactly what it says, but it basically says um, he is leaving and Beyond Good and Evil 2 and Wild will both be fine. The thing is, wild. We haven't seen anything about that game in years. <laughs> right. That's what I'm, like. That's that's becoming. And even though it was really interesting, whenever whenever it was uh, first shown, but yeah, like <laughs> both of these games, we haven't heard shit about this entire like all at least two years for each. Wild a little bit longer, but I want to say Beyond Good and Evil Two. We didn't hear anything about it the last two E3s. So yeah. I'm not even talking about the the um the fake one this year. <laughs> <laughs> so I, he honestly may mean like Beyond Good and Evil Two is fine in the sense it'll come out in three years, and then Wild is fine that we'll <laughs> gently take it out back and shoot it peacefully, and it won't feel anything. I feel like it's already been. I did a random like one day a while back. I did a. I, like it was like three o'clock in the morning. I was just up. I think I was on nights at the time, <clears throat> and I was up and uh, randomly did a Google search of wild and like came across all this information about how like it was basically dead, but they just don't want to say it or anything. But um, <clears throat> it's a uh, it's interesting to see what would actually happen with that. Yeah. Hell, but that's why it, I thought that would be a good reason to talk about it on here because it just kind of came out of nowhere. It'd it be crazy if they just, it'd be crazy if they just popped out and said, "Hey, this game's out in three months or something." <laughs> right? That would be nuts. <laughs> Pre-order now and also can't get it. Just kidding. <laughs> Don't do that. Um. Okay. Last things to finish up on. Uh, like I mentioned, some some rumors that were. Well, I want to talk about rumors that have been kind of confirmed. So. With the Nintendo thing, there was a large leak or rumor that, one, we were getting Mario remakes, two, we were getting a new Paper Mario, and three, there would be a 2D Metroid. So we got two of the three things, so I'm calling it, that must mean that there will be a 2D Metroid incoming, which I am extremely excited for, super extremely excited for. I think Uh, I saw that leak. Because I think I was going to tweet it at you, but I figured you already saw it. 
I think that was one of the last um, big Please. Nintendo leaks. You know, the last bits of information we've got. Um, then the other one was Silent Hill. So there's a guy on Twitter, Dusk Golem, who's been pretty reputable when it comes to Resident Evil leaks over the years. So he mentioned that there was going to be a Resident Evil 3 remake. He mentioned a bunch of details on Resident Evil 8, which turned out to all be true at uh, at Sony's E3 thing. And, and then he also mentioned... Um, the Resident Evil 4 remake coming after Resident Evil 8, which hasn't been confirmed yet. Oh, yeah. I forgot that they said that. So he I forgot also... about Resident Evil 4. Like, the remake. Yeah. Dang. Which, at first, I was so opposed to that, but given how clunky it is, I'm I'm yeah. totally on board. Um, he also mentioned how there was a lot of trouble with Street Fighter 6. You know, it's been a while since 5. There's been multiple, like, revisions. You know, every... Every year they come out with a new version that has the updated, like new characters that come out, mm-hmm. and then we're we're about due for a six. It's been four or five years, so I think Capcom teased like some really big announcement, but then never came through with it. Um, so he then mentioned that there was development troubles with Street Fighter Six, and then the main dude who's been like directing the Street Fighter franchise since four first uh, came out in two thousand eight. I forget his name. Um, his last name's Ono, but I forget his first name. Sorry, <laughs> Mr. Ono. Um, he uh, retired from Capcom. Yeah. So it kind of indicates maybe he was done with the franchise. Um, mm. And then Dust Golem has, I know he's talked about multiple other things, but he also has been a proponent of the rumor that Silent Hill is being, is coming out for PlayStation. Now, there's been a lot of different rumors. Was it made by Konami? Was it made by uh, Sony? Was it made by Japan Studio or Kojima or what? Is it a remake? Is it Silent Hills, Kojima's game? What is it? Um, all that's been flying around. But what Dust Golem has said is it's in development. They didn't announce it at the first conference because they announced Resident Evil, so they didn't want to dilute that. Um, and he still maintained that it's coming out. And... To be honest, his track record on every other rumor has been spot on. And with RE8, with the Capcom thing. Um, oh, he, he also tweeted that uh, Sony would have a, uh, an event in September, which, I mean, you, you figure they would have had to. He also tweeted out of the blue Monster Hunter Switch. I don't think anybody was mentioning a new Monster Hunter for Switch. He tweeted that, came true a couple weeks later. So, mm-hmm. like I said... He has been spot on on everything else, so I, I am in the camp that Silent Hill is is being made in some fashion, and will come to PlayStation Five. If you say so, I don't want it. Oh my God, I can't wait. Even if it sucks, I'll buy it. I know. I just I want, I want Kojima to be part of it somehow. I know it, they won't be. As as a fan of the franchise, I will take I will take either. I mean, I mean, I really and I really want both. I really want Kojima's take on it, but I'll take anything. But make it good. <laughs> that goes without saying. Okay, so I think it's about all the news that's happened over the last month or so. Quite a bit of stuff. Pretty exciting time right now with next gen coming, games coming out. Really hitting into the you know even if stuff has been delayed with COVID, we're getting into a very busy fall. Um, exciting times right now. 
Mm-hmm. So if we don't have anything else, we'll wrap it up with our lesser known this week, um, which is Dragon's Dogma. Um, so this is Capcom game. Um, very similar to Dark Souls. Came out just after Dark Souls, and I believe it was PS3, then 360, or maybe both of them at the same time. Um, Dark Souls style fantasy action RPG. Um, I think one cool thing was you can recruit like a like an, a small army, and you send out people with you in in your in your runs out into the world. I think you could have like two or three like uh troops that battle with you i think that was the gimmick that separated it but um uh, kind of a cult classic um you know developed a hardcore fan base but didn't get super big um there wasn't ex- like an enhanced version on last gen which was dragon's dogma darker risen um and then i think that version like fixed some quality of life stuff and clunkiness and that was like the definitive one to get uh mm. the game did get re-released for everything on this gen uh, PS4, Xbox, and PC as the the darker risen version. So it's available on everything and probably not expensive if you're wanting to try that out. Um, as a big Souls fan, I did check this out briefly on PC. Um, seems good and fun. Uh, I need to spend some more time with it, but um, a pretty cool game from Capcom. You know, new franchise, similar to other stuff, but has its own unique take on it. Uh, seems pretty solid. Um, fans have been clamoring for a sequel. Kind of doubt that that's, that's going to happen. But an anime on Netflix based on Dragon's Dogma did just come out. So that's that was very unexpected and uh, very surprised that happened. Mm. Yeah, I haven't played it, unfortunately. I just have watched other people play it. Which is, I guess, good enough. Did it look dope? I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I I was interested in it on I mean, yeah. It's basically all I can say. Okay, I think that's about all we have for this episode. I think it's about time to park the boat, dock the boat. Um <laughs> So, this has been Codec Call, Z Targeting's gaming podcast. Uh subscribe on any of your uh favorite podcast applications subscribe to cpu computer podcast utility as well uh, make sure to follow at z targeting 2016 i'm at luke dollar 23 dakota's at fox 89 like subscribe do all that good stuff um check out our other show check out old episodes if you'd like um do all that fun stuff and we'll catch you next time <laughs>